Welcome to the Lauren and Dawn Show, the Olympic series. Each episode, we'll unpack the journey of an Olympian or the team behind the team, the wins, the gains, the sacrifices, and the learnings of an elite athlete at the highest level. I'm your host, Lauren Terrace. I'm an award-winning through-the-line concept specialist, which means I work on the commercial side of sports, the brands, athletes, teams, and tournaments. I'm also an NLP coach, assisting athletes and teams with goal setting, team culture, and building mental resilience. Over to my gorgeous co-host, Dawn Dunn. Hi, I'm Dawn Dunn. I'm known as Mama Raga. I'm a rugby enthusiast and radio personality. It's been the absolute joy of my life to not only walk this rugby journey, but also to give women a much needed voice in a sport that's so male dominated. Alana Mayer is proudly South African, long distance runner, who won the silver medal at the 1992 Summer Olympics in the 10,000 meter event. This was also the first year that South Africa had competed in the games since 1960. Mayer set the 15 kilometer road running Africa record of 46.57 minutes in November 1991 in Cape Town. She was a gold medalist at the 1994 IAF World Half Marathon Championships and set records in that event in 1991, 97, 98 and 99. Other accolades include gold at the African Championships and World Half Marathon Championships and silver at the Commonwealth Games, All-Africa Games, and World Half Marathon Championships. A very warm welcome from sunny Durban. It's such a privilege to have you. Good, good day, not good morning anymore. How are you, Lana? Um, good day. I'm really well. Um, you know, I think with the Olympics on its way, you know, South African females doing well, you know, I'm super excited and thrilled. Um, you know, so thank you so much for incorporating me today. Really excited about the opportunity to join. Ilana, you know, when I look at your, your record, I'm absolutely blown away because you've set some incredible um, records that have taken people years to break, <laughs> which I think is amazing. Please, can you tell us a little bit about your love affair with, with really... I would say going toe-to-toe with the best of the world, excelling, um, especially being a female athlete. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, You know, I think it's really important to start where it all started. Um, You know, it wasn't really running that was my first love. Um, You know, coincidentally, you know, when I was nine, ten years old, you know, it was Nadia Kamenechi that won multiple gold and... um, you know, and like, I suppose, a million girls all around the world. You know, my first love was gymnastics. Um, but coming from a really, really t- small town with very little, you know, sporting um, uh, opportunities, um, you know, gymnastics was definitely not an option. You know, so my gymnastics career peaked in our lounge doing flick flacks over the furniture. So, um, <laughs> but I did fell in love, you know, and that was really you know, even though we were, you know, almost light years away from, you know, from having the Olympics as a real opportunity, you know, something triggered, you know, the Olympics in my heart and in my soul. And, um, you know, and, and, and since, that, since that day, you know, the Olympics always played a role in my life, in my motivation, in my inspiration. You know, then they announced the fun run at our school, 
and you know and absolutely fell in love with running from the from the you know from the word go and that is where the love affair started with running um you know i also enjoyed the fact that it is something you know because it's an individual sport you know that i can own and i can drive and you know it's it's not so dependent on you know on on the motivation of others you know with a very strong you know internal drive and internal motivation you know i i from the very start knew that you know i want to i want running to take i want to give running the chance to take me places um you know and certainly you know it did um you know so today it gave me the opportunity you know um to to go to the olympics um you know not after a very very long you know after a long journey um you know because i missed out on 84 88 because south africa you know was in isolation um you know so when the chance came in 92 um you know it was like certainly you know something that you know that i couldn't you know waited any longer for you know so 92 came at the right, exactly the right time and um you know and that it certainly changed my life you know in a way that you know is very difficult to explain so lana on that i mean obviously we hadn't competed um as south africa since 1960 so this was the first time you know past um apartheid had gone and it had been abolished and and we were allowed to be back what was it for you to be part of that journey for the first time as a south african i mean that was one historic moment i mean that was obviously way before you know where we look at the you know 1995 world cup i mean you were the trailblazer before you know a boko went and you know had that historic moment and united the country um so can you just let me know what it was for you to go and partake in this first one being team south africa for the first time since 1960 i think it was absolutely incredible um you know it was an absolute roller coaster road to get there um because only literally like months before the olympics you know we got accepted back you know we had to you know to work our way back through africa competing in dakar senegal um you know so with hardly any international experience um you know and you know i have to say i think a very ill prepared south african team you know we had to take on the world um you know so you know luckily now you know the athletes are fortunate you know they've seen what the olympics is all about you know they know you know how tough the competition is they know you know what to expect um you know back then it was absolutely a you know a roller coaster road you know we didn't know what to pre- prepare for um you know and only months before um you know we actually got the green light to to compete for south africa for the first time in 30 years and on that green <laughs> on that green this is dawn and our's passion you got to wear the green and gold you got to oh. wear the green and gold for the first time what was that feeling putting that outfit over your head yeah it was you know it was unbelievable it it's it's still to die hard to explain the emotions to people um you know it's been such a long journey you know i was waiting for that moment for so many years you know there were times that i thought you know i will not have that opportunity so you know when i stood on the olympic track you know as part of team south africa you know wearing south african colors um 
representing the whole of South Africa. I almost had to pinch myself and, you know, and say, but it is true. You know, I'm really there, you know, absolutely filled with, you know, a bag full of emotions from, you know, excitement, um, you know, nervousness, um, you know, it, it, it was anticipation. Um, you know, it was, it was very hard to explain to people, you know, how, how intense the emotions were. Um, you know, so it was absolute privilege walking onto the track, um, you know, then, you know, absolutely represent South Africa, you know, running the 10,000 meters, you know, running 25 laps around the track. Um, you know, it's a tough event. Um, and then, you know, absolutely, you know, bringing back a medal for South Africa was absolutely phenomenal. You know, I'm listening to you and um, it's, it really touches me so deeply because you inspire me. And the thing is with you, Alana, you, you've made it look easy and I know it wasn't, okay? So just from a woman in sport, from a female athlete competing at the highest level, we know that there were some challenges. So if you could just touch on that for us and what do you think that, you know, the world could do better or South Africans could do better to help the female athletes? Yes, um, you know, like I, you know, I know 92, it was a challenge to get there. But the sad thing is, you know, today, you know, almost 30 years later, you know, many of the same challenges are still there. Um, you know, you see, you often see like really, really talented female athletes, you know, where the families have to dig into their pockets just to give, to give their girls the opportunity to pursue a dream. And I think that, you know, that's really sad for me because we all know that there is enough sport, there is enough money in sport. If you look around, you know, and see the funding that goes towards, you know, some of the other mainstream male sports. Um, so it really is sad to see that after so many years, you still see young girls that, you know, basically have to rely on, you know, their family, you know, people around them to just get them there, um, you know. so. The disadvantage of competing against the best in the world, you know, with, you know, with full support, um, you know, it's really unfair. <laughs> you know, I think, um, you know, I'd like to see, you know, to see a redistribution. It's not that there is no money. So I, I do believe that, you know, that we have got enough funding in, you know, in the sport. It's just the distribution of that is just not. And I think, you know, what is really, um, you know, delighted me to see you know the first two medals coming from females um you know so um it you know so i know we do have the talent um and if we really you know invest in you know, supporting our young women our young females you know we will see a huge difference um you know in the in the makeup of the team you know if you look at the breakdown of the team you know, there's a, a horrifying discrepancy, you know, between the amount of males and females in the team. You know, so um, talking specifically, um, you know, uh, about athletics now, you know, it shouldn't be like that. Um, so, you know, so I'd really like to see, you know, where we can bring those shifts to ensure females do get the, the funding and the support that they need. I think Alana is such a, a great point there. I mean, if I just go back to to when you were there in 92, 25 women versus 68 men. 
you know, across 19 sporting codes. Um, and and let, let, let's not be mistaken here. It was the first time it was new. It was, you know, where we're going. But we look at where we are today, like you say, 30 years on, and we're still sitting with such a massive change. I mean, we had Kate Woods on um, earlier today, and she was talking on hockey. I mean, she's been to four Olympics. And she just said for the first time now, what she found amazing when, you know, they came out for opening ceremony is that Great Britain is actually sitting now with more females than men. Um, at the same token, we are sitting today, as it stands, with two medals to the woman. Um, and yes, it's not your sporting code, but if we look at how many of our medals since we came back to today have been in swimming, and yet there's still not enough funding for swimming. So, you know, there's definitely something um, not right, um, Ilana, and, and, and that's a sad thing. And I think, you know, the reason Dawn and I wanted to do this show was that we could have people like yourselves. You know, we've got, we, we did eight current and, and past Olympians on the show, you know, to really say the next four years, no excuse, South Africa. Um, and so my question to you is if we can't put a rocket up the Department of Arts and Culture, what can we do? How do we inspire corporate South Africa to get behind us? And where does that even begin? And I'm asking you that as someone who was so successful with Cape Town Marathon, taking on something like that, um, where you were reliant on, on corporate funding, um, but you had a great name behind you. You had a, a fantastic partner in Francois Pinar. So, I mean, you know, there were two greats that had done amazing stuff for this country. Where to from here? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, till today, it's still you know, most of the boardrooms are, are still ruled by males. And I think, you know, uh, you know, to highlight, you know, the, the difference that Francois Pinard made, you know, to the Cape Town Marathon was, you know, and still today is, is huge. Um, you know, so, and it, it shouldn't, you know, only rely on the male um, performance, uh, you know, the, the voice and the, of, of female performers should speak as loud, you know, so it, it but, you know, like, like you said, I'm, you know, I'm somebody for, you know, trying to do things to change things, um, you know, and have started investing in, you know, in the development of female athletes, you know, for athletics. Um, you know, there's multiple levels of, you know, of, of challenges and, um, and needs to be addressed. Um, you know, in athletics, there's, there's just not enough events, you know, for, and I think, you know, probably in swimming in South Africa too, you know, you really need world-class events to, to develop world-class athletes. Um, you know, so it's very hard to, you know, to get athletes to, to the highest level unless you have, you know, enough events for the, uh, uh, for the athletes to compete in, you know, and also the right level of events. And I think, you know, then back to, you know, where the inspiration comes from. I think, you know, if you listen to, to stories of Olympians, you know, you often hear you know, the phrase of when I was little, I saw this person winning a medal and, um, you know, and that inspired me, um, you know, and I think, you know, the, the inspiration, you know, of a Penny Haynes, you know, we certainly, you know, have seen that come through, you know, like, you know, Dominique Scott in the team now, she was born in the year of the Olympics, you know, I know her mother very well, you know, so, so there is this, um, 
you know, it's this thing that needs to be passed on from generation to generation. And we should never underestimate that because, you know, that is the driver for the next generation of performance. You know, that is the stories that we need to tell and, uh, you know, to be able to reach more young girls, to dream big and to know that it is achievable. Um, you know, so uh, um, the more athletes that we get into that space, um, you know, the better, you know, the, the athletes also do need to have very specific qualities of, you know, it, it, it really is a very strong internal drive that you, that you, that you need to, to have and to own, um, you know, even with support, um, you know, it, it really, it's a long, it's, it's a long journey. It's a tough journey and you must be able to, you know, I always say this, there's not a, there's not an elevator to success. You know, we have to take, the staircase and, um, you know, to really be prepared to, you know, to put in the years. Um, and often, you know, you see, you see women, you see athletes, you know, only coming into their full right, you know, by their late twenties, you know, even early thirties. And I often use uh, Kelly Holmes as an example that won double gold at the age of 35, you know, so, you know, so athletes need to endure and stick it out and, and know that it is a tough journey. Lana, I just love that. And I love the fact that you've said there isn't an elevator to success. You need to take the stairs. <laughs> I think that's incredible because that is exactly right. You do the hard work, you get the combined with the determination and the dedication and just backing yourself. Um, that's how you achieve at the highest level. And, you know, a role for you that's very important, and I know you do it and continue to do it, is to provide these life lessons to the younger athletes coming through. But just to take you back to our current Olympic village, uh, it's been a very strange, bizarre year and a bit. And I do believe that this is one for the records from an Olympic village perspective. And hopefully we never see one like that again. But if you could just give us a little snapshot of what it feels like to be in the Olympic Village, to experience the bubble, to rub shoulders with other athletes at the highest level, and to meet all of these amazing athletes from around the world, and to experience that. So just give us a little bit about how that felt for you. Yes, I think, you know, that is, you know, absolutely one of the highlights going to the Games. Um, you know, it can be very intimidating. Um, you know, because sometimes I try and explain it and say it's, you know, it's almost like a freak show. You know, you, <laughs> you walk in the village and you see this incredibly tall basketball players. You know, you see the weightlifters, you see the little gymnasts. You, you know, it's, um, you know, it's just such a um, very wide variety of, you know, absolute world-class athletes, you know, in one roof, um, you know, or in one village, um, you know, which you know, doesn't seldom happen. So, you know, so obviously that makes the Olympics just so unique is bringing all the superstars, you know, from all this diverse events together. Um, you know, and I think if you, if you go there unprepared, you know, it can be really intimidating um, because, you know, everybody just looks so good, you know. So if you don't go there, you know, well prepared, well anchored in, in confidence and, and self-belief, you know, it will certainly throw you. But, you know, it certainly is one of those things, um, you know, that every single Olympic athlete remember, you know, walking into that Olympic village, you know, bumping into the all-time greats, um, you know, having food available, 
you know, 24 hours a day, you know, access to everything from hairdressers and movies. And, um, you know, so certainly, you know, it, um, you know, it's just, it takes sport to, you know, just a totally different level than, you know, than I've ever experienced before Barcelona. Um, so it really is sad to see that, you know, obviously this year, you know, is very different. Um, but I'm also very um, grateful that, um, you know, even with, you know, all these challenges, the athletes do have the opportunity, you know, to celebrate, um, you know, and be at the Olympics and, um, you know, ultimately, you know, have the opportunity to compete where, you know, for very long, we were very uncertain. So, you know, certainly it's a celebration to have 20, have Tokyo 2020 hosted in 2021. Yeah, no, Lana, you know, I mean, we can go on forever about that, like, chiyas and that energy. Um, I think, you know, Dawn and I want to go a little bit into that. But we we are interviewing after you, um, Michaela um, Whiteboy, who went to play um, judo. She competed on the Friday. Um, and when we were speaking to Marlon August, who went in 2008 and 2016 for judo, um, he was just explaining, you know, Michaela's journey now, or our, our local athlete's journey now, um, to get to the Olympics with COVID and how to, I mean, this poor girl, her first and she got knocked out was by the world champ. But overseas in Europe, they trained right through COVID. They made solutions. They put them in bubbles. They got to train where someone like Michaela, and I know it's all the other sporting codes, where it's lockdown and uh, trained by yourself. How do you train by yourself as a judo? You can't. Yeah. Um, and that to know, and, and that's what Dawn and I also want to get out to everyone is to say, you know, this is a tough Olympics for our athletes. They didn't have equal playing fields as, as, as far as training was concerned, getting ready, COVID tests. Um, Michaela is one of them that got to Georgia for the trials and uh, got a COVID screening as positive. So she missed two meets. So she qualified with just two meets with no training. Um, and there again, you know, it was brought up with where was uh, government, where was the sports and rec saying, okay, yes, those rules apply to everyone, but we are going to the Olympics. So, you know, for, for the rest of SA to look out there and say, yes, we, you know, we might battle a little bit more with bringing home those medals, but we went through a really trying time where the rest of the world got to train. Um, and Dawn and I's hearts are with the Blitzbox. That is our first love. And for us yesterday to watch them go out, devastating. Devastating because we know the boys didn't have the opportunity that the rest did, you know? No, that's, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's absolutely, you know, it's just so, so sad, um, you know, and, you know, we, I think this year more than ever, you know, it really is the stories that need to be told, you know, people have got no idea of the, you know, of the suffering, of the challenges of individuals, um, you know, we normally, you only worry about your training, you know, you can only get to the starting line unless you, uh, unless you COVID negative, um, you know, so, so you only there, you know, till you prove negative till the very end. And I think, you know, they are really, um, you know, inspirational stories, um, you know, behind South Africans that maybe didn't make it to, to the final, maybe didn't make it to the next round. Um, but, you know, the stories need to be told of, you know, of the journey of suffering, um, you know, and certainly, you know, if you look at countries hosting the Olympics, you know, ultimately, you know, it remained money in, medals out. 
I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, so just talking about your absolutely inspirational career, Ilana, um, what is that little bit of, I call it fairy magic that happens in your life and in your career? So for you as an athlete, what was your moment of magic that still resonates with you now that you still think, when you think of it, it makes your heart go pitter-patter? Tell us a bit about that moment. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, I Barcelona will always be the emotional highlight of my career. You know, that certainly, you know, divided a, a, a long career, you know, as a youngster in South Africa, um, you know, to the step into the world of international competition, um, you know, which I was dreaming about, you know, all my life. So, you know, so, so the magic that Barcelona brought will always, you know, like be, you know, that emotional highlight. But I think, um, you know, it's, you know, every single chapter of my career was incredibly special, um, you know, because when I started out, you know, Zola Bud was, um, you know, we, we, we both born in 1966, we the same model, uh, model, um, you know, so, um, so I competed against her since I was very young, you know, and obviously was beaten by her by big margins, um, you know, so, but, but it was also an inspiration and, a, you know, a motivation for me, you know, to keep on training and, and, and improving. And I think, you know, that gave me, you know, the learning school of, you know, of, of really perseverance and, you know, like really focusing on my own, you know, on my own goals and my own drives and my own dreams, um, you know, rather to, you know, to sit and, you know, and feel like somebody being beaten, um, you know, so, so that is the part that I like really learned, you know, from the first chapters of my running, you know, then Barcelona came, um, you know, and certainly, you know, after that, um, you know, it gave me an opportunity to the rest of the world, you know, and that was what I was dreaming of, um, you know, and, you know, I absolutely loved my career. I, you know, I, I ran races all over the world. Um, you know, coincidentally, I've been to, to Japan 20 times, you know, it was one of my, you know, favorite, favorite, um, places to compete, um, you know, for women's marathon running, you know, it is, you know, the most amazing country to run, um, you know, and I managed to, you know, to become a world champion after that. I managed to break world records, um, you know, and really live, a, you know, live the dream that, you know, that I was hoping for. Um, and I think, you know, even today, you know, still being involved with the sport, you know, still believing that, you know, sport, um, you know, has got such an incredible ability to unlock opportunities, um, you know, for many many, many young girls will never have the chance to go to the Olympics. But, um, you know, being a performer in sport will give you the opportunity, you know, for education. It will give you the opportunity to travel. It will develop your, your character. Um, you know, so there's so many things that I so strongly believe, um, you know, in that sport has the power. And Alana, on that, um, because we're also getting a, a timing, I mean, we would love to be here all day, um, a timing, a, a kind of speed out. But where is Alana today 
what are you working on currently? Let it be projects, foundations. I know you a little birdie tweeted in my ear about, you know, developing athletics. Where, where are you now? And what can we look forward to seeing you get your hands dirty with? Yes, you know, so absolutely still, you know, you know, full-time busy with a sport, um, you know, so um, obviously Cape Town Marathon is one of those babies, um, you know, when we really want to create world-class opportunities for athletes to run a marathon, you know, in South Africa, but also on the African continent, um, you know, because, you know, most of the marathon runners come from Africa and still, you know, Africa don't have, a, you know, have a, a world-class marathon and that was all along the drive with Cape Town Marathon so you know so watch the space there we are continue to invest in the race we are continue to to build it and you know and I'm certain it will get to where we want to want to have it you know the dream has always been to be one of the world marathon majors you know and we're still pursuing that dream um, you know then also you know from my academy side you know we are focusing on you know, the development of young female athletes, um, you know, but very strongly linked to, you know, to three pillars, you know, it really is a holistic athlete development program, you know, focusing on athlete development, personal development, you know, and career path de development, you know, so, you know, and then the last thing is, is hopefully, hopefully to, you know, to also introduce, you know, one more pillar, um, but, you know, it's, it's still too early to, you know, to say. So, you know, absolutely still, you know, passionate about the sport. I'm passionate about seeing women reaching their potential um, and youngsters living living their dreams. Awesome. Thanks, Alana. I'm going to let Dawn close us off, but I just want to say uh, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, it is so great to see you again. Um, I'm going to speak for Dawn when I say this. If you need any help on your academy Cape Town Marathon from awareness, from anything, our hands are up. So please call on us. We would love um, to be involved and, and help you grow that. Um, and so that we have um, amazing stories in four years time to come back and say, you know, we had this amazing idea a week ago, we put it together. And uh, four years later, look at what it's changed. So for me, I thank you so much. Um, what an inspiration and um, looking forward to chatting to you soon. Um, so Dawny, take it away, friend. Alana, you just blow me away. You so incredible. We need hours with you. Thank you so much from my heart to yours. Lauren and I, we definitely want to have a lot more conversations with you. You inspire me. <laughs> I know you inspire others. So thank you, Dunky. Uh, much love and light from Durban. Much love from Lauren in Gauteng. And we'll see you soon and we'll talk soon. Keep safe. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining the Lauren and Dawn show, the Olympic series. Hope you enjoyed. Please leave us a review as we would love to hear from you. And we welcome your suggestions for future guests and topics in the world of elite sports. Catch new episodes weekly on a Thursday from 1pm GMT plus 2. Till then, goodbye from us.